Welcome, everybody, to What's on Draft, the podcast where we take anything from film, TV, music, history, geography, or any pop culture and draft it. And you, the listener, can decide who did it best. I'm Cameron, and joined, as always, by Paul. What's up, Paul? Not much. How's it going? I'm feeling very good. (laughs) Very confident? uh, Yeah. No, no confidence here, as always. Uh, And also by Michael. Mike, what is up? How's it going, guys? Pretty, pretty good. Uh, just another week in quarantine. Pretty unreal. Uh, I haven't done much uh, this week. Paul, Paul, you seen any movies this week? Uh, we did. We had family movie night last night, and we all watched Sonic the Hedgehog. My oldest daughter was very determined that he was a cat and not a hedgehog, so she had many arguments with us about that. Does she know what a hedgehog is? Did she know what a hedgehog is? I think she, I mean, I think she's seen a picture of a hedgehog maybe at some point, but Sonic is not, not, not just, not just the most uh, uh, realistic <laughs> portrayal of a hedgehog. Uh, but it, you know, it was, um, you know, solid family movie, nothing, uh, nothing super surprising about it, but a really good cast, a, a big fan of uh, Ben Schwartz, who, who did the voice of Sonic. And if you have not watched on Netflix, the Middle Ditch and Schwartz comedy specials, I would highly recommend watching those. They are hilarious. Um, but nice. yes. Michael, so, how about you? Uh, do you remember when they released the first image of Sonic and what he looked oh. like? Yes, and there was an internet revolt. Oh, gosh, it was terrifying. So I was really much happier with what they landed on for the movie release, but I haven't seen that one yet. It it definitely looks a lot better. It's very unfortunate that they got the animators to, like, crunch and do that, and then they fired them all <laughs> as oh, soon as they redid the movie. Uh, but their work was not um, – and that's – you know, that's it's not a good practice, but it's in line with a lot of – how animation studios work, which is they don't keep people on long term. You do a project, you get fired. They hire people to do the next project. So right. it's not and not a good business model. But especially for them having to do that and then get fired was not. That, like, yeah, that's terrible. Put them. Uh, Paul, did you say this? Where Where did you watch this? Is this on a streaming channel? Uh, yeah, we just we just rented it. It's out for okay. um it's out for just regular rental. I, I should have rented it when it was at the, the $20 ticket, considering it was uh, one of my picks in the, the movie draft. Yeah, right. You could have generated uh, some <laughs> well, money there. I only threw $4 towards it instead Ooh, of 20 well, I don't know. Do, I don't think rentals count in box office. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think they do either. So, but the $20 uh, tickets do, so I should have, uh, um, should have helped my own cause. Yeah. What about How you, Mike? Jim Carrey in it? He's good. He's, um, he, it's, a, it's a very classic jim carrey like loud performance that he hasn't done in a little while um but i i feel like when you watch it it's clear that a lot of his stuff i wonder if they only had him for a short period of time because it seems like they put him in situations where they could easily just film it all on green screen with a couple of other people there Uh and then add in other things later right so it's like he'll be like in a machine and they'll cut to him in the machine sort of Iron Man style in the helmet and he'll say something. But then the, when it's out showing like James Marsden interacting with them, like he's talking to like a machine or something. And huh. So there's not a lot of like James Marsden and Jim Carrey. And of course, James Marsden had to just work with, um, had to go off of an animated character the whole time too with Sonic, which is now, 
the second time that he's he's done that in his career um because he did uh did he do yeah he did hop right um where he played off of like an animated rabbit i think it was hop um, but he's done another that. one where it was yeah he's done two movies now where it's him and an animated creature that he has to act off of so he's oh, wow that's like the weirdest typecasting i guess that you can get but james marsden is uh it is in that in the work with an animated animal typecast now in the vein of uh animated fuzzy creatures we watched pokemon detective pikachu and that was that was uh surprisingly good is it it was yeah so again my idea for what it would be uh my 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 bar was set so low it didn't have to do much to to go past it but now how are you are you a pokemon person no i i'd never played pokemon so okay um i know it was around it but i i was never in on the cards or the video games okay because somebody in our house is a secret pokemon junkie so uh-huh. I, didn't, I don't know how somebody who's really into it would like are there a lot of like uh what do you call it easter eggs you know is, i uh, wouldn't even there, know yeah there are a lot of there, characters there's a whole lot of yeah okay a lot of, there, uh, there's pokemon. a lot of scenes where they'll just like go through the city and you'll like see different pokemon doing mm-hmm. stuff which is neat. Um, and so gotcha. To, and they're you get all to cute. see a lot of them in action. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was a really solid movie. You saw it too, Paul? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We watched it. We watched it, I think, like right when it first became available for rent a while ago. Cool. Um, yeah. It was It was good. It's It's sort of like a PG-13, right? Because you've got Ryan Reynolds cracking uh-huh. jokes. They're, they're setting up a, a sequel, apparently which was interesting because the ending does not really establish a, a good foundation for a sequel. Hmm. True. But in right, that yeah. sense, it's very open-ended what they do with the second one. Yes. They, they could just say, we're not following the same characters and just doing something else in the right. Pokemon in, universe. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that would be fine. How about that? I've been watching uh, True Detective for the first time. Is that available on anything other than HBO? I, I finally broke down and I got HBO. I was like, I'm here. Okay. We're here. I'm just going to get HBO. So I did. Um, Which season did they film in Arkansas? The third, I think. The third, third one. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. so it's been pretty heavy. I've had to stop it a couple of times. It's just way heavy sometimes. So, um, But so right. good. So good. You still on season one? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's nice to watch shows that can't be marathoned. Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've yeah. watched two episodes in a day because I just, it, you know, it's exhausting. A lot, a lot of the HBO shows, uh, I've started watching uh, The Outsider on HBO a couple episodes at a time. It's not one that, it's newer. It, I think it just wrapped up its season, but it's definitely not one mm. you'd want to binge a lot either. What's the premise of that, Paul? Um, it's, I, I've just, like, I've just started, but there is a, um, uh, there's a murder in the town and, uh, a character played by Jason Bateman is blamed for the murder. Um, but then he, like, it's, it's very clearly established that it could not have been him because he was like out of town. Like you find this in the first episode, right? He was like out of town, but he's also clearly on film doing the murder and then it's it's i'm not super far into it but it's a stephen king thing then there's going to be like a supernatural element too um Hmm. but it's like this this boy is like brutally murdered like 
torn apart by looks like torn apart oh. by an animal. Oh. Um, okay. And then they're like, well, Jason Bateman did it, but then he clearly didn't. And that's sort of where I've, I've gotten to just, I've, I've, I think I've watched this, just the second episode, but is it a, yeah, like, like it's heavy stuff. Is it a, like a standalone 10 episode thing? Yeah. I don't it? think they're planning a second season. Yeah. It's those are the best. The, the best things I've watched have been like, like, single 10 episode like lengthy miniseries type mm-hmm. shows um british tv does that a lot yeah which is oh like yeah yeah valid. um you know you know what else i've been watching uh watching the old donald j trump on the tv you know doing his usual podcasting not podcasting uh <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast uh what you, press biden conferencing. does biden has a podcast oh he does yeah, he I'm just, surprised he, he knows it. what a computer is. Um, <laughs> listening to it, it's not clear that he does. <laughs> <laughs> so is this going over the airwaves? <laughs> um, but, you know, got me thinking, can this guy, DJT, can he ball? Can he bang in the boards? Can he play basketball? I didn't actually think that. Paul thought of that. So, Paul, tell us your idea here that we're drafting. Uh, this week, we uh, are going to talk about, uh, or, or we're going to draft a team of presidents to compete in a uh, three-on-three basketball tournament. So we're still going to make five picks. So you're going to draft three presidents to be your starters, one president to be your sub from the bench who will come in but play uh, fewer minutes than your, your three starters, and then finally, a, a president to be coach of the team and manage the other four from the bench. And the, the, the stipulations uh, I think we put on it are just you get the president as they are when they were inaugurated. So you get them at whatever age they became president. That is that is the person you have pooping for your team. Now let's clear something else though. This is not as literal as it sounds, right? Because these are a lot of old men, <laughs> even at their inauguration. Uh, but I guess it'll be old men versus old men. So yes, <laughs> I I did for my picks. I did mark down their age. Um, just to have that handy and uh, and their their heights. Um, so I get, but but yeah, we're we're thinking of what are some of the uh, intangible benefits that your president could bring to your basketball team, right? So what what part of their characteristic or what weird fact from their presidency or something like that can you uh, relay into some basketball skill? Yeah, I have a longer list of. Uh... <laughs> ones not to pick than I do ones to pick uh, for <laughs> so many true. different reasons. Um, but um, I actually did uh, as probably little research as I've done. Uh, it kind of reminded me of back in college. I did kind of the same approach like I did with most of my papers, just kind of thought about it for a week. Uh, and then at the very end in my head made a list. So um, the solid strategy. That's that's all I really did. Um, so very very presidential for me, uh, Mike. What uh, about you, le- Cameron? All I gotta say is you're lucky you're first. <laughs> that's why I demanded it. Uh, so I I might be in stiff competition with Paul right now because we had very similar methods of picking people. So I found uh, a couple articles that talked about the most athletic presidents, but that did not account for their age at inauguration. Mm -hmm. I talked about when they were youthful. Mm -hmm. So 
I took that, their height and their athleticism and assigned them points for those and then ranked them based on that. Yeah. I, very similar process for me, uh, minus the um, assigning of points. Uh, so I considered the same things. I, I Googled a few of the same things that you did. I bet we looked at the same articles because there's not that many of them. And uh, then um, I, I just wrote down what I thought were some uh, interesting facts about them that could be somehow related to to being on a, a basketball team. All right. Okay. Well, I, I'm ready to try and pull this off. Um, All right, let's kick are. it off. All right, I am the first pick. So, should be no surprise here. Uh, I'm going with the uh, the Aloha Lefty, uh, straight from the University of I don't know, I forget Harvard somewhere. Um, but uh, this guy's athletic. <laughs> Um, he has played basketball at competitive levels and I have personally watched him sink some shots on TV. So as far as evidence goes, I don't think it's going to get any better than that. I'm going with the, uh, number 44 B Hussein Obama as Ann Coulter would call him, but Barack Obama. All right. Coming, coming in at six foot one and 47 years old as he is on your team. Wait, how old? And- 47 47 all right i like it yeah Yeah. so let's let's youngest or no no sorry he's in the top five not the second youngest but top five youngest. let's recap his uh his college years here so went to occidental college columbia harvard and then harvard law so there you go cameron well there you go two harvards huh (laughs) falling behind whatever i still got i still got 16 years catch up but uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's surprised by this pick. Uh, he's he is kind of notated as the basketball president. Uh, probably played more basketball than any other any other modern presidents. Um, and uh, now the only thing is that I've watched him play some games. He is not very good going to his right. Everybody knows he's a southpaw naturally, um, and he dribbles well left. But he has a hard time driving on the right side. Um, so good, you know, to, good to know yeah you know i don't want to give away the you know the house recipe here but uh if you just coach your teams to say to just block off his left side he'll he'll have some difficulties but versus a president who doesn't even really know what basketball is i think uh i think he'll he'll do fine yeah i'll, I'll have to let uh the whatever coach i draft know about the, the weakness but yeah he's he's got he's got a a, a good looking shot from the outside i'm just not sure uh what his skills in the paint are gonna look like oh don't worry um yeah <laughs> so but yeah uh famously played a lot of pickup games in the white house and like like you said not not surprising to see him uh come off the board number one so was he y'all's number one or no well i michael you'll have to i didn't rank mine mm-hmm. um i had three that i felt like were pretty obvious for the first round and he was one of the ones that's like i'm gonna take him you know, I'll take him or one of these two other guys, depending on where I draft in the first round. But I right. didn't really order them. I am. I'm gonna keep my cards close to my chest right now. <laughs> wow, you heard it here first. Michael did not vote for Obama on either election. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, okay, I mean, cut and dry. 
Uh, so if, if y'all want to move on, I'm sure there's much more debate <laughs> and explanation to come. Uh, so we can move on to the next one. All right, Michael, you are up next. All right. So based on my algorithm here, <laughs> which, which, which all sports athletes really like to be coached and managed with, with an algorithm. Is this the 538 uh, pod now? Right. This is, uh, this is Michael's money ball to create a basketball team. So based on supposed athleticism, height, and age at inauguration – None other than John Fitzgerald Kennedy comes in at my number one spot. And let's see, uh, some of his athletic feats, he was a letter-winning swimmer at Harvard, and he was one of the most athletic presidents in U.S. history. He was also in the military, and I heard someone talking about how his PT boat sank, and so he swam multiple miles and pulled another soldier by the life vest while swimming. And I think it was three miles that he had to swim. So very, very fit. Did, didn't he like? Didn't he like put the person's life vest strap like in his mouth? Like didn't he that's what I heard. Yes. Like swim? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very impressive. And he was one of the youngest. Uh, let's see. He was 43 and uh, 236 days, to be specific, when he was inaugurated. Youngest, right? Um, there is one that's technically younger. Yeah, barely. He's the second youngest. Yep. So very young, very fit. Um, also an avid golfer. So And basketball was around. I figure that he's going to know what the game is. He's going to know about basketball. Yeah. yeah. He's going to no, do better true. than some of your uh, 18 and uh, 1700s presidents. We're going to give him a crash course. <laughs> you know, you just, yeah. You, I'm going to hang this apple basket up on this tree. Who is that? Is that, is that a Kennedy? Brian <laughs> K. Kennedy? Clearly that was James K. Polk. That was... <laughs> <laughs> On the invention of basketball. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I uh, well, I saw him on many of the the most athletic lists. Um, I, I think the the downside to this pick is you are getting him at his inauguration date, at which point JFK had numerous health issues that were sapping some of his physical ability that he he had showed in his youth. So you are getting a, a slightly um, yeah, what was his less athletic? What was his ailments, Paul? Um, he I, had. I saw something that said he had a bulky back. He had uh, something. I no, know he, that. I, I forget. I, oh, I forget the name. It's something syndrome. Like he had he, a. He was. He, I've read something like he was taking medication every day for yeah. whatever he had. Um, I, I yeah. I don't know. Uh, was it something to do with him getting sick as a child? I'm trying. I'm just pulling thoughts out from what I think I remember hearing. But the the best part of any podcast when everyone is silently more, googling more stuff for me to get cut. Something. <laughs> oh, what was it? I'm finding that he was an incredibly healthy man. <laughs> All right, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> oh, at Addison's disease, which was an adrenal gland um, disease. Uh, characterized by a deficiency of the hormones needed to regulate blood sugar, sodium, and potassium, and also uh, hinders your ability to respond to stress. Um, mm. It was life-threatening and required regular doses of cortisone. 
And apparently he publicly denied it, but maybe now there's some more evidence that right. um, it was true. Hmm. So Michael, going to need some cortisone on the bench at least. At Got it covered. <laughs> Got it covered. My coach is good at handling that kind of stuff. You think? What if I draft your coach? Oh, you don't know who I'm drafting. <laughs> So I think this guy's uh, big seller is that uh, he's got lofty dreams, right? He's kind of a championship or bust kind of guy. Uh, you know, we dare to win a championship, you know? And, and, and he's, he's kind of like the LeBron James of your team, you know? He's, he's going he's gonna to leave two. even if he's – yeah, if he's not feeling good, he's going to get all the other players to work better for him. Maybe, maybe. So I believe uh, in him. Can't, I believe can't, can't argue he's a modern president he's seen basketball uh he's fairly young he's uh, six feet tall yeah i mean you know he's a guy so around six feet you know but well uh, some of our presidents i found out were not very tall they they are but they are but you know you're not going to get a short guy not with television and everything these days so uh, james madison you know he's he's not going to make it these days but jfk um yeah my number one pick. Not All right. Bad. Well, I'm very excited to see that as your number one pick, Michael, because that means with my back-to-back picks, I get both of the other gentlemen I thought were, were clear first-rounders. Oh, boy. Uh, so I am going to be taking the first of, of my, my two picks here, and I am going to go starting at – Starting at center, you know, for my three-on-three team, which clearly has a center position. But starting at center, center, coming in at six foot four and fifty-two years of age, I am taking Abraham Lincoln, uh, tallest president. So I'm getting the height advantage. Do you um, get I'm height six- plus hat? <laughs> uh, obviously, <laughs> that, that he's would, wearing the hat on the court. That would be a clear goaltending violation. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say. You got to rule against that. Okay. So, has the height. Um, if nothing else, he is going to be a killer rebounder and shot blocker in the paint. But um, also was extremely athletic. As uh, when he was first sort of hitting the political scene, he was known as a a really good wrestler. And so there's a story from one of his early campaigns when he was a little bit younger. Um, some people came and said there was like a champion wrestler from the next town over. And they asked him to uh, challenge Abraham Lincoln and said, like, we'll give you 10 bucks if you can beat this, like, world champion dude at wrestling. And Lincoln said, sure. And um, the, the wrestler, because Lincoln's arms were so long, so not only is he tall, but he has a huge wingspan, he was basically able to just hold the guy back with his arms and then pick him up and toss him to the side and then pinned him down to the ground because he had some extreme... Uh, extreme strength. Also, apparently, one time was heckled during a debate and came down into the audience and threw the heckler. So he's very into throwing people. So I think that's going to translate well into to banging to get some rebounds down in the paint. Sounds like some real political spin. I'm calling fouls. Okay, I'm calling fouls. This isn't streetball here. So also, um, since since we're researching diseases that presidents may have suffered from. Uh, it is thought that President Lincoln had Marfan syndrome, and that, that uh, results in some people with Marfan syndrome are typically tall and lanky and loose jointed, according to the NIH. 
But since connective tissue is found all over the body, the condition can lead to many different symptoms and not every sufferer will develop every one. But common signs include long limbs and phalanges. So I know that fits his description. A long thin face, yes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, other cardiovascular issues such as an enlarged aorta and heart murmurs. So he's going to have heart troubles running up and down the court. You're going to have a center that's going to be hanging out on one side. So that's what I got to say about Lincoln. I mean, lengthy limbs, loose joints. It just sounds to me like he's got the wingspan and the the smooth moves that you're going to need on the court. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely had Lincoln. I was going to grab him if somehow I got back to my pick without anybody getting him. Uh, but uh, I definitely had Lincoln in my top three. Um two two three things i think sell this right number one his height right i mean like duncan matumbo you know he's gonna be a shot blocker no matter what he doesn't really have to even know how to play the game he just knows how to block something and he'll be able to do that so that's the one thing the second thing you know in the evolving nba it's predominantly an african-american league and i don't think anybody's been more uh you know conscientiously friendly to the african-american community like Abraham Lincoln. And, uh, and I think so he'll be able to, you know, uh, work with all his teammates, uh, be a good face for the league. So uh, that and then third, talk about inspiring speeches, uh, he is going to be able to captivate uh, the locker room. Um, uh, and also maybe, can... maybe bring you down a little bit at times by, by painting a really grim picture too. So I, I don't know how it's going to be impactful, maybe negative to the team, but he's just going to speak kind of the, the truth and from the heart. So I don't know. So that's kind of why I had him on my list. Okay. I, I do have to, uh, you know, do have to strike Franklin Pierce off my list now. So I, I keep the team unity going and a few other picks. <laughs> you but... can't, can't have. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I I will move on to my second round pick then, since I've got the back to backs. And what I want to do now that I I'm very excited that I was able to get Lincoln at at pick number three, and I want to secure what I think is going to be a, a very useful height advantage here. So I'm going to go with a president who is nearly as tall as Lincoln. Um, so not quite our tallest president, but pretty close at six foot three. Uh, 55 years old uh, at the time of inauguration. Um, So I am going to take Lyndon Baines Johnson in the second round. You're just going for height, huh? You're doing like this, this twin tower thing. You're doing like a, like a, like a a Duncan Robinson kind of a scenario here. Yeah. uh, You know, on a, on a, a, a three on three kind of game height is good, but also I want to make sure that I've got someone who is willing to do the, the dirty work, right? The guy that's going to dive for the loose balls and, and um, not, not afraid to try to intimidate someone on the court. So not, not afraid, only he's going to he purposely the... try to intimidate people on the court. <laughs> not, yes. So not only does, does uh, LBJ have the height, right? But he's known for um, using the, the Johnson method to try to um, in, uh, uh, get people on his side, right? Uh, he had one of the most, le- legislatively speaking, had one of the most successful presidencies in terms of getting things through Congress. Um, and this is a quote from one of his biographers, right? So his, his methodology for getting people to uh, come onto his side was an incredible, potent mixture of persuasion, 
badgering, flattery, threats, reminders of past favors, and future advantages. So he's going to be one of those guys chatting up a storm in the paint, getting in people's heads. Um, he also famously would just get in your personal space to try to, like, so if he was trying to convince you to do something, right, he'd just stand in your personal space. Um, allegedly, he would even do things like serve other people's smaller silverware at the dinner table so that he just, like, looked more dominant than them because he had bigger silverware than them. Um, and also a few times did things like call reporters into his quarters in Air Force One while he was totally naked and was like, hey, you, yeah, you can interview me. I'm just going to stand here in the, in the nude. So not, not afraid to, to go very dirty. So he's going to bring the edge to my team. My favorite story um, of his sort of tactics, right, was he was launching the committee to investigate JFK's assassination and he wanted um, a certain senator to be on the committee. And rather than ask them, because he knew this guy didn't want to be on the committee, he just announced publicly that this person was going to head the committee and then called him on the phone and yelled at him until he agreed to go through with it. So, so that's how he's going to get old, uh, old melancholy Abe on the court. <laughs> he's just going to right. put him in the lineup and then tell him he's got to get out there. He's going to be my Draymond Green here, just just bringing the the fire to especially to defense um yeah he's gonna he's i don't so before well let me tell you this first uh, i've heard all those i've read all those intimidating stories i've also read where he would have meetings or or or, or informal conversations with people while he was in the bathroom like while yes, he's on the yes, toilet that's another one. uh that he would make them listen to him and he'd leave the door open and yada 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 um but does he have an athletic background so other than all, other than domineering people psychologically and physically so he is tall i'll give you that but paul did you know <laughs> what element did he have lbj was a 60 cigarette per day 60 <laughs> six zero six zero six cigarette per day smoker yeah this guy's suffered, not making it up and down the he court. suffered a near fatal heart attack eight years before he was president and, and died 10 years after he was inaugurated. So not a healthy man. He's going to be, again, stuck on hey, one I, side of the paint. I, I don't need him to last long. I just need him to throw some elbows through this tournament. <laughs> He's going to be throwing elbows on one side of the court. Oh, That's my it. goodness. So this makes me – so your pick, Paul, and, and Michael's heavy research into LBJ's smoking makes me want to go smaller lineup than I was thinking. I might want to, instead of trying, you know – bang with your guys in the paint i might want to try and tire them out make them chase them off the line you know stuff like that so i'm thinking about doing a little shift in strategy okay well i i felt like just where i was on the draft board i have some some potentially more sleeper picks but i i thought i just couldn't give up the the massive size advantage and hopefully right i'm just gonna need a really energetic sub to to give these guys some rest yeah so okay. All right, Mike, you're up. All right. So Paul's got some height, but I'm going to I'm going to be picking someone here who's fearless and is going to charge the lane like a bull moose. <laughs> I'm going with Teddy Roosevelt. Uh... So this guy was an outdoorsman, very fit, could not even be stopped by a bullet when giving a speech. Somebody shot him. He finished his speech before having uh, medical treatment. He's a little crazy, but uh, very fit. He was studying judo 
and jujitsu while president. Uh, he is actually the youngest president at inauguration because he took over when McKinley was shot. So he was 42 years of age. So I'm getting a 42 year old Theodore Roosevelt on my team. So Michael, I feel like it's my turn now to hit you with some research here. All right. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, avid outdoorsman, um, very physically fit, also very interested in sports. So he tried a lot of sports, but from everything I read was also famously bad at all of the sports that he tried. So in particular, he was a big fan of boxing. And I found one quote from a biographer, and I, I didn't write it down, so this is a, uh, m- might not be ex- the exact quote, but it was something like, what Teddy Roosevelt lacked in skill at boxing, he made up with in, um, in endurance and the ability to take a hit. I'm not <laughs> so, hearing any negatives here, Paul. So he's, he's <laughs> not good at doing it, but he has the Rocky One strategy of just being able to <laughs> Take an impressive amount of punches to the face. And that's all I need. I'm going against a 60 (laughs) cigarette per day smoker. I'm running up and down the court all day long. (laughs) And missing every layup. Hey, I'm going to have five shots before LBJ gets down to block anything. So... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I had him. I had him as an alternate. um, Mostly because he... he, If you need somebody to go out there and just kind of... Uh, ruffle some some feathers you know do a hard you know what paul he would be really well on the uh on that you know late 80s early 90s pistons team Mm -hmm. uh he's pretty much bill lambier i look at bill lambier 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 forget how to say his name but i look at him and i see teddy roosevelt uh so and i'm not but that's to say that i'm not a big fan of him so (laughs) Uh, Can I ask a, a clarifying question here that we did not establish ahead of time? <laughs> Midway are, through are, here. <laughs> are we imagining a full court? Yeah. I mean, I always most, play three-on-three full court. Let's say most three-on-three tournaments are, are some half-court tournaments. Well, but, I don't know. We didn't establish oh, it. We didn't establish it. We're playing with presidents here. They're not going to be playing any half-court game. Let's uh, let's do one half half-court, one half full-court. There you go. Or alternating quarters, you know? <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so. All right. Um, Cam, yeah. you got anything to add? I thought maybe you would go with, like, he won't, he won't smack talk on the court He's going to carry a big stick. He's going to sure. carry a big stick. That's right, right. yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, he was on my alternates. So, I mean, he's, he's athletic, but is he skilled, right? And basketball is a game of athleticism and skill. Now, that doesn't mean you can't find a place on a team with being a little more athletic and less skilled, but are you going to be starting for a team? No. So I think of Teddy Roosevelt as a sub. Uh, if you're starting him, it sounds like you overpaid for him and his salary is so high that you just need to start him. Uh, so it sounds like you made a bad like contract deal. He's, he's like. the youngest and one of the fittest, so he's going to be running the court for me. NBA right. teams do give out some contracts based totally on potential. Hmm. I mean, not well-run NBA teams, but some, some <laughs> NBA, a lot of NBA teams do. Just So also defensively, this is a guy that uh, doesn't give up. And apparently he had a boat stolen, tracked the guys for two weeks, chased them down, beat them up, got his property back. So he's not going to give up if somebody takes the ball from him. He's going to chase you down and get it back. So, so Michael's team is full of people who have engaged in 
extraordinary feats somehow revolving around the water. <laughs> this isn't no. water polo. <laughs> I hope you. I hope that your third pick stays on that trend. Uh, uh, you didn't know we're playing basketball in the pool, right? <laughs> it's just a summer <laughs> a summer barbecue we're going to uh, with coaches and subs. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's hit it, Cameron. Oh, all right. Um, doing some last minute. Uh, all right. So I got to do, I'm going to do my last two players here. Um, all right, I'm going to go with an easy one while I also do some research on the side here. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go with somebody who has played the game of basketball, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm going to do this probably a little more literal than maybe you guys are, um, you know, so uh, I'm, I'm going with none other than the, uh, the one term peanut farmer from Georgia who, who played for his high school basketball team uh, and is an athlete in multiple sports. I'm going with uh, soft-spoken Jimmy Carter. One-term president, defeated Gerald Ford, then was defeated by Ronald Reagan. But uh, he played for his high school basketball team. So that speaks to me a lot more than this bear wrestler who probably doesn't know how to really throw a ball into a hoop um, and probably won't even learn because it sounds like he's a pretty bad skill athlete, just has a lot of drive to try and be the best uh, when he will not. So uh, Jimmy Carter uh, knows the game of basketball more than uh, all four of your guys combined. Uh, so I immediately have two basketball players where y'all have humans that you can conceive that are at a state in their life where they might be able to pick up the game and, and compete. How old was Carter when he was inaugurated? 52. 52. 52. Okay. Five foot nine and a half. So. Okay. So he's a, he's a guard. <laughs> yeah. He, so yeah, I, I think he's, a, yeah, I think he's a guard. I think he'll be running the point. Barack's going to be the swing man on the outside, dropping the bombs, the threes. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. So, so I, Carter. go ahead, Paul. Yeah, so I, I had I had Jimmy in consideration for my bench player because I, as you as soon as you said you know he has basketball experience I knew this had to be the pick because as far as I know this is it for presidents with literal basketball playing experience unless yeah. Michael uncovered one I didn't find so I, I figured you were gonna we're gonna do this but I thought he'd be a good uh, bench player in the vein of the like the walk-on on the high school or college team that's kind of the hype man, right? The sort of co-manager player off the bench just because of his post-presidency career as a humanitarian and um, diplomat, an right? Like I felt like he'd be really good at building some team chemistry uh, over there on the bench. But, you know, all that basketball knowledge, like a walk-on at a college, um, he'll know exactly what's happening as – good old Abe Lincoln is windmill dunking <laughs> over him on the court. He'll say, I knew, I knew where to go, but it didn't what, matter. What, what is his, what is Abe Lincoln's, uh, uh, smack talk after he lays down that dunk, uh, on somebody? What, what do you think he's going to say? I, I think he's going to say, God save the union and then walk away. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, Hey, I wanted to bring up Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter when you made that pick too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's not that that's Lincoln. not who he's drafting for sure <laughs> okay. trying to think of a pun with four 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 score and and seven, seven points ago, ago. <laughs> seven dunks ago there you go four scores four scores seven right ago. Seven, yeah. ago. seven dunks ago, yeah. so 
Cameron, my concern is that Jimmy Carter is just too nice. He's such a nice guy. He's not going to drive on anyone. He's He's going to get out of the way. He's more of a traditional point guard, okay? He's going to set the offense. He's going to call the play. Um, He's going to distribute. When he has an open shot, if he can hit like a 12 to 18 footer, he's going to take it. Um, He's not going to drive in unless the lane's open or he thinks he's going to draw contact and a foul. Um, So... Since he knows the game, do you think he'd be better in the coach spot? No. I need as many people who know how to handle <laughs> basketball on the court, unlike you guys. Um, we're we're going to have some, some warm-up sessions to get these guys up to speed. Yeah. We didn't say that we weren't going to train them. <laughs> how much time – how much older are you going to let them get to learn basketball? You know, Johnson's uh, over here, you know, knocking away packs of cigarettes. Right, how's your research All right, you going? Had enough on time this to research. Yeah. Pick, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I got two here. I'm kind of debating. One modern uh, probably could help play the game. The other one, not modern, older, but definitely more athletic. And I think that's probably the trend we're going to see here as we finish up the teams. Do you want to trade an understanding for modern sports or for athleticism? <sighs> So I am not going to draft Bill Clinton because at the time of his inauguration, he was still in pretty, you know, not great health, um, even though he did play in a church league of basketball. Um, so I'm not going to go with him. Uh, I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with uh, Thomas Jefferson. Number three, Thomas Jefferson, uh, a ripe age of 57 years. However, uh very healthy very lean this guy runs every day ran every day into old age lived to a ripe age of 83 years old um so definitely for his time maintain impeccable health like i said he's he's an athlete and for his time very rare he's also i think he's in the top 10 of heights for presidents so he's gonna be my lean what Six foot two and a half. Six foot two and a half. He's going to be my lean power forward. All right. Um, he's not going to back you down into the post, but he is going to throw a couple sky hooks at you. Um, he's going to throw a couple, you know, um, Hakeem shakes, uh, and 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 he's going to hit some fadeaways. I imagine him more of like a Dirk, um, you know, versus a Shaq. So. Um, he's going to anchor the middle of the court. He's going to play in the high post. And uh, yeah, Andrew, I'm sorry. Thomas Jefferson. Uh, I, I had written, uh, so I had written Jefferson down on my short list for coaches, but as far as I got in terms of adding him to my list was uh, if, if he can write the declaration of independence, he can probably write a game plan. Yep. Bingo. He'll, he'll, he'll be, I have cool minds on the court. Cool minds. We're not going to lose our head like Teddy and Lyndon over here. We're just going to go crazy uh, whenever somebody steals the ball from them or something. Uh, you know, there's There's some hot fists. Yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that early in the tournament, you guys are going to rack up some flagrant fouls, some technical fouls, and you're actually going to be disqualified um, later on in the tournament due to your large number of uh, intimidating uh, motions that LBJ will surely take to other players. So that's it. I'm rounding it up with Jimmy Carter and uh, Thomas Jefferson. So in the vein of my other uh, health research here, I'm going to let you know (laughs) what TJ's uh, problems were. Um, He had numerous ailments and problems but uh, he suffered from swollen legs, painful joints. Okay, but when, uh, when are these ailments occurring? Are these lifelong ailments? I don't believe so. 
so he had episodic headaches, dysentery, rheumatism, multiple bone fractures, malaria. Yeah, he, he lived possibly. in the he lived in the 1700s. I mean, they they, they probably wrote that and then said in excellent health. <laughs> so I mean, context is essential here. But on on with your pick, Michael. So Michael, are you gonna continue taking starters, or are you gonna mix it up and maybe throw in a coach here? No, I'm getting my players. <laughs> Balls like Drake, go for a coach. <laughs> I'm getting my players. So just trying to add some sizzle. Some sizzle. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> um, so based on my algorithm here, I've got two that are tied in points, but one of them was considerably older than the other when inaugurated. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to All figure out All right, Billy Bean. Yeah. I'm thinking this person, he knows the game. He's said to have uh, one of the highest IQs of any president. It was said earlier that he wasn't in great shape, but he was jogging. I've seen scarring photos of him wearing the jogging shorts, and he was staying fit. So one of the youngest presidents, he was inaugurated at age 46 and comes in at a height of six foot two. So not too shabby. I'm going with President Bill Clinton. Okay. Yeah. So he, he's actually a fan of basketball. Uh, Mark Cuban talked about Clinton going to games. He knows what's going on. He's going to play smart out on the court. Now, but isn't he in not great health in 92, right? Didn't he get in better shape, like near his like uh, re-election? Wasn't he already kind of, wasn't that the joke? Like he's kind of out of shape. Help me out here. Yeah, Paul. I think he was out of shape, but I don't know if he, you know, he didn't have like. Um... He's still a 46 year old compared with. <laughs> Some of these that came yeah. in, like Reagan at sixty nine. So I'm I'm gonna take a forty six year old man over someone that's pressing seventy. Do you think he might not have his head in the game? Um, there's gonna Cameron. be probably there's probably Cameron. gonna be some cheerleaders at the bas- at the basketball game. Uh, what happens when you call a timeout and he's over there, you know, talking to? Uh, let's let's talk about what he got done. You know, a little bit of with Jennifer. All that happened in the White House. A little bit of you Tanya. Know? He he got work done. He he is notoriously one of the most well-read presidents while he was in office. So the man the man knows how to work. Yes, he had his well, this isn't, this isn't personal a, failings. This isn't a book club. This is a basketball game. I'm saying he's going to put in work on the court. I got I a coach know. that's going to whip him into shape. What do you think, Paul? Has the has the advantage right the um, the modern day advantage of I, I guess understanding basketball, which I I didn't factor super into my picks but it has come up um i i I didn't add him to my short list um but i did consider him because of the the age factor um definitely puts him in the the, one of the more spry presidents just in terms of of age uh right um I, i don't know there's just something just doesn't look like i would he would be very intimidating on the court He's gonna sweet talk your players into submission, Paul. <laughs> yeah, he might, he might sneak in there with some surprise athleticism. I don't know. He just, but you know, he could, he could also hop on over to the pet band after a big win and and play the fight song on the sax. Uh, hey, hey, that was one of my other reasons for picking him. He's good at the saxophone, play some jazz. The, the Utah Jazz are an NBA team. There oh, we go. Little. I think if I was going to throw the jazz card, I would have played up the improvisation. Not oh, the, there we not go. The, that's, that's an even better argument, Paul. Not the tie to the Utah jazz name. 
Uh, all right, Paul, you're you're up, and you can go ahead and grab a sub or a coach or both. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get. So I've got back to back picks. Um, so I'm, I think I'll go ahead and take my last starter, and I think I'll, I'll do a coach after we do our uh, our third round recap here. So I've I've got I think Michael sort of like so I, again I don't have an algorithm here. I I don't know the on base percentage or. Um, uh, I, I guess for basketball stats, I don't know the PER um, of any of these uh, or the plus minus of any of these presidents to add into my calculations. But just so uh, our listeners know, I don't watch sports and don't know any of the terms Paul's saying right now. Um, but I, I do have two players who I added to my list to form a similar role. And I've got to make a decision here between height and age. And since I've already got got the old twin towers here, <laughs> the old twin towers, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice a little on height to to get age. Um, and so this was a right. I'm I'm looking for my point guard with this pick. So I was looking for a leadership, uh, and not just any kind of leadership, but some some tactical knowledge. And so at several of the uh, uh, the military leaders. And so coming in at five foot eight, but 46 years old at inauguration, oh, you got me. I'm going Ulysses S. Grant. Yeah, you got me. That was my coach. That so, was my coach. Um, I'm, I'm viewing him as, as sort of a player coach here. Um, hopefully his uh, athletic um, ability that served him in the army will also serve him on the court once we sort of explain what a three-on-three basketball tournament is to him. Uh, one of the youngest presidents at inauguration, I think. Um, so not only was he a good tactician, but literally sort of wrote the book on a lot of military tactics and revolutionized um, um, some military tactics that have carried on past him. Um, also, I like that his middle initial doesn't stand for anything, that it's, it's just an S. You know why um, that is? I thought well, that was Truman. Uh, there's Is multiple stories. Yeah. So he, they, they, it was a, a, a clerical error when he went to West Point. Mm -hmm. His real, I don't know if it's an initial or a name, but his, his, his birth, uh, middle initial was, I believe, H. Well, yeah. Well, there. his, his first name is actually H. So his name is, I think, Hiram Ulysses Grant. Okay. Yeah. So it was H. And there's, there's two stories. So when he joined the military, someone, one, the, the main story is that, someone just wrote his name down as U.S. Grant, mm -hmm. and he liked that. But apparently there's an alternative theory, which was that because his name was H. Ulysses Grant, if he had put his initials on a suitcase, his initials would have said hug, and he didn't like that it spelled the word hug, so he just changed it when he joined the military. I've heard the first one, but I, it doesn't sound the, true to the me because – who who would see somebody else, somebody's name that doesn't have a letter in there and so that if somebody has a u in their name you're like us grit it doesn't make any sense but i've never heard that second one i i i always read that it was just an error yeah that's the one i've always heard too but the other one was linked uh in the in the wikipedia comments well there so. you go <laughs> it sounds true to me um so this was also my coach um I've been on well, a real I'm, big. I'm taking him as the player. I've got another coach oh. in mind. Yeah. Oh, this is I my... was going to take him as the coach. I've um, got another coach in mind, but I, I'm hoping that his military experience helps his athleticism <sighs> and 
He'll be good on the court, well, before commanding you, the troops from yes. the point guard position. So before you said we were going to do coaches and we were just going to do players, I was going to pick him as my point guard. Uh, yeah, but then when you said coaches, uh, I went with – I would thought, I've been on a real big Grant kick lately. Um, every, that miniseries came out on the History Channel. I don't know if you've caught it. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it came out uh, like two weeks ago, I think. Um, he's been sort of lost in history, um, despite being right, arguably the military leader that kind of won the Civil War for the Union, um, and then being a president. But uh, but more, he's kind of been lost as not being, uh, you know, essentially the, the, a defining person that that changed you know the course of the united states um and mostly it's been that because of the south's narrative you know this kind of lost mm-hmm. cause cause uh 20th century narrative about the civil war um has been mostly studied and been a big factor in propaganda and stuff like that in the south whereas um the rest of america has kind of moved on and and kind of lessened their study of further away history so people have kind of forgotten about U.S. Grant. But uh, anyway, this documentary, it's on the History Channel. It's not my favorite type of documentary, just to go on a tangent here, because they do it where it's kind of half filmed like a movie, you know, with like actors. Oh, yeah, like and then, reenactment but, stuff. Right. And then the other half is kind of, you know, voiceover with talking heads, um, you know, historians. So, but it's uh, it's pretty good. So if you want to learn more about him, that's a good place to start. Yeah, not a not a bad pick for a, a a leader on or off the court. Michael, you got any health concerns for U.S. Grant oh, over here? Well, <laughs> now that you mentioned it, right? I mean, heavy smoker, heavy drinker, right? Is kind of the the cliche. Um, I, I'm sure that's been played up, uh, you know, by you know propaganda, but that's kind of the the stigma, well, isn't it? We also gotta say he suffered through the entire Civil War before becoming president so we're talking about a battle weary man mm. so sounds like he's not going to be phased by anything on the court <laughs> and my players are going to be having some good bonding time on smoke breaks so there's going to be some great team chemistry over here yeah yeah i don't know actually i right so i, I would say why like, he suffered mentally in the civil war probably a great deal uh but actually fought in the mexican-american war like most civil war generals and leaders um so that's probably where he actually i don't think he was ever wounded if i'm not mistaken though um so no severe injury just worn down i guess right um um that brings me to a point though are we allowed to draft jefferson davis no no. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna say no. Jackson. No, no on that one. He's only official no. U.S. <laughs> U.S. president. Only U.S. presidents, not American presidents. I mean, since they um, were the Confederate States of America. Um, no. I guess you're right because they are also the Mexican States of America. I think is their formal name. So, all right. So, Paul, there's your starting three, right? Yeah. So Should now we that do we've a all, recap? yeah, now that we've got our starters. Uh, why don't we just go in order, Cameron, and uh, you kick us off and just give us the give us the quick list just to make sure everyone remembers who we've got. Sure. So for the uh, Cameron team over here, uh, we've got Barack Obama. It's possible you voted for him multiple times. Um, he's played basketball. He plays basketball. He played basketball as president um, with others, uh, federal and state department um, officials. He is left-handed. Uh, he's going to be my swing man on the outside, uh, reigning down threes. Running the points um, is Jimmy Carter. 
um, play for his high school basketball team. Um, he's going to be able to run our points. Uh, a little soft-spoken, like Michael said, but he's not there to, to get the glory. He's there to orchestrate the offense. Uh, and then in the high post, we got Thomas Jefferson, lean, uh, athletic, uh, relatively healthy for his time in history. Um, so he's going to be able to kind of run a bit of a Dirk Nowitzki type style. Uh, so that's what I got. All right. Michael here. So for my team, I went with youthful vigor. All right. <laughs> I've got uh, this, some of the youngest presidents at their inaugurations. I've got JFK, who's six foot one, second youngest to my second pick, Teddy Roosevelt. Both of them fit and athletic guys. And my third pick is uh, Bill Clinton, comes in at six foot two. Very smart man, is gonna use his brain on the court. That's what I got. All right, and where Michael went with youth, I went for uh, height and wingspan. Um, so I've got Abe Lincoln and Lyndon B. Johnson both coming in at uh, six foot four and six foot three. Um, and then to aid in getting everyone positioned on the court, add a little, uh, um, maybe a little quickness in there. I've got Ulysses S. Grant. And that takes me into our fourth round since I've got the back-to-back -back picks here. And rather than take my bench player, I'm going to go with a coach because um, I think I've got several options that I am fine with in terms of being my bench player. So for my coach, uh, you know, there's someone, there's, there's a president who is really an expert at spending a lot of time reviewing tapes. And getting into the tape room is a big part of being a coach. Also not going to be afraid to work the refs, maybe a little underhanded, but he's really, you know, Gonna, gonna gonna be doing some time working the rest. Also, the only president, as far as I know, to have a little head coaching experience in that as when he was president, he called the owners uh, of the Washington Redskins and told them what play to run during a game. I don't know if they ran the play, but he did call them to tell them they should run a play. That's, that's a, a head coach material right there. I am taking Richard Nixon as my coach. What, what sport is that, Paul? You know what? What sport skills, was that? He coaches translate. He <laughs> <laughs> called a play. Now he's gonna call. You so called a play uh, on the on the turf. Now he's gonna call some plays on the hardwood. Uh, so another fun fact about this guy: he's the president that had bowling lanes installed. Right. So he was a bowler, an avid bowler. Also, right. also, I mean, this league tournament that we're running is pretty on the up and up. So the first time they catch. Old Tricky Dick snooping around another team's locker room to kind of get the uh, the the scoop. I mean, he is. They're gonna probably try to kick him out of the league. He'll probably end up just resigning to kind of save face. But uh, yeah, I I I don't think this hey, guy. Hey, hey. First, you throw the full court thing at me. Now you're throwing the moral <laughs> standards thing at me. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't know, Paul. I just I could see he's kind of like. Belichick. He's going to probably put a camera on, on old Jimmy Carter over here to try and read his lips. Um, and if we get wind of that, I mean, I'm sorry. It's going to be a hey, basketball game. does Belichick know. have? I mean, this just sounds like an argument in my favor. <sighs> I don't know. I, 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 I mean, he reviews tapes, but I, I don't know. I don't know. What tape and, is he reviewing exactly? And let's also just talk about leadership. 
So um, how did how did we fare in Vietnam, Paul? Hey, hey, didn't let's, he, talk, did, let's talk about how we fared in international relations with China. All right, the president to reopen relationship with China. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So what does that mean? Are you good? launching an expansion team in Beijing? I mean, what do you say? Is it a farm uh, system it, over there? It's it's just the most positive <laughs> political <laughs> argument in Nixon's favor if we're gonna get bogged down in the Vietnam War. Uh he ended the gold standard and he created the uh the US yeah. dollar to be a floating currency. Again, I don't really know what uh uh, what uh, what that means uh, as far as again, I want I want a coach dedicated to the tape room, dedicated to trying <laughs> to understand the enemy and their I, tactics. I think you, you said understand. I think you meant undermine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's going to do your team any services, Paul. Yeah, I think he's going to be great at breaking down the game plan of opposing teams, and that's what I need. You mean I think you said breaking down a game plan. I think you meant breaking in to a team's game plan <laughs> at their facility. That is a better point, Cameron. Hey, I think a, that's hey, more likely to be what happens. Hey, if a physical copy of someone's game plan happens to accidentally end up on our desk, you know, that's just useful information. A uh, bit of a tangent. Have you heard that Mike Leach story about leaving a game plan on the field? Have you heard that? I, I haven't. I haven't no. So Texas Tech, Texas, gosh, it had to have been at least 12 years ago. They were underdogs. And so they had an assistant take like the game, the play scheme, like it, like the order and the plays and what, you know, and to like leave it on the Texas side during warmups. Sure enough. And then the Texas, the now like retired or, or, you know, different Texas coaches then have confirmed, yeah, that we found the game plan. We talked about it for like 30 minutes and we decided to play against it as if that was the game plan, the plays they were going to run. And so they fooled them for about the first nine minutes of the game just running uh you know the wrong defenses against uh the the texas yeah. offense and texas has scored like three touchdowns in the first quarter uh so then they immediately threw the game plan out and said they're not using this uh and then texas came back and won because they were such big um you know texas tech were really big underdogs so it wasn't worth it but it kind of reminds me of a uh, old tricky sounds, dick over here so yeah i was gonna say sounds like the kind of tactic that uh, which when i think of a when i think of an ncaa football coach to be president <laughs> the first thought i think is mike leach there'd be more pirate flags <laughs> so no. i just think again he's not gonna help your players if anything he's gonna get y'all thrown out of this tournament yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's a, I think it's a bad pick, but uh, <laughs> hey, we, we have not established any type of administration <laughs> for the tournament. So you're up, Mike. All right. So I, I think I'm actually going to close out my team and uh, choose my bench player. And so this, this person is going to get less playing time, but still vital to the team and how it's going to perform on the court. I'm going to go with one of the most athletic presidents at inauguration uh while he might not have as much basketball experience he's very fit and uh ran a marathon as a 43 year old and he was still running sub seven minute miles years later so very fit great for a sub uh as president he threw a strike from the mound at yankee stadium so I'm going to go with George W. Bush 
and he comes in at about six feet tall. So again, he's going to be able to be fresh legs on the court. That's what I'm wanting him for. He, he's familiar with the game. He knows what's going on. Uh, he's not necessarily leading what, the what team. Do you, what do you mean by familiar with the game exactly? He existed <laughs> when <laughs> basketball was popular. By, by that logic, my, my mother-in-law is familiar with the game. So, no, when I was talking about uh, Mark Cuban earlier with Clinton. Uh, okay, yeah, w- these guys are always rubbing elbows, though, you know? Okay, so Kim he goes Kardashian to games. Is that he, goes game, he goes to NBA games, and uh, he was also seen alongside Clinton. So <laughs> okay. he watches the game. He watches the game. He knows what's up. He's, he's fit. Uh, he's got some youthful vigor still, even though he was a little bit older. Uh, when he was inaugurated. He's still in better shape than I think everyone else that we listed. Yeah, he, uh, the, there's some quotes about him from Secret Service agents that said uh, when they were going on runs with him, they like had trouble keeping up because he had like legitimate like marathon running ability. All right. That's, th- yeah, that's what I want for my fresh legs. I want him to be running circles around your 60 cigarette a day smokers here. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still hearing a lot of guys who are going to run around, but maybe not get a, get a ball in the hoop. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so they're going to shoot, there. shoot uh, long threes and then zip in and crash the boards. That's what. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. George, All right. Old, old W. Cameron, you're up. All right, I'm going to pick my coach because I don't know who to pick for playing basketball at this point. Um, so I'm stuck between two here because Paul stole my coach, but as a player, oddly enough. Um, so I think I'm going to go with old Dwight D. Eisenhower. All right, number one, aware of the game, like uh, George W. Bush is aware of the game. Also, one of the most decorated generals in American history. This guy knows how to develop a game plan. Has anybody heard of D-Day? Huh? Has anybody heard of World War II in Europe? Okay. So Dwight D. Eisenhower is going to be able to coach our team and coach them to victory, develop a game plan, execute the game plan, figure out what's working, figure out what's not, you know, he's just going to be able to, to lead us to victory uh, with his command experience. Uh, he doesn't need to be young, so that's why I'm picking him. Uh, but he does know about basketball already, so he's just going to merge what he's seen, um, probably as it was invented uh, and in its early days, uh, you know, uh, in the in the U.S. and uh, mix that with his military command and strategy experience. Dwight D. Eisenhower. So this was the other when I was talking about Grant and I was looking at height and and age. Right, uh, Eisenhower was the other. The other one that I put in the similar category, a couple, couple fun facts on Eisenhower it was a football player, like a lot of presidents. Um, and the reason he, he was talented enough to potentially uh, pursue some professional playing, but injured his knee while tackling Jim Thorpe in, I think, high school, but then went on at uh, West Point. Just a random fact I, I happened to read about him today. Um, not not really uh, germane to the basketball discussion, but apparently was uh, very against hazing. So he just decided he wasn't going to continue the tradition of like hazing that that um, uh, is sometimes common at West Point. Uh, but apparently 
was not so against it that he tried to stop it. So when he was a freshman, he just um, put up with all of the hazing and let it happen to him and then just didn't do it anymore, which I feel like is a just a very odd way to be against hazing. How would you, hazing. How would you stop hazing, Paul, when it's always the hazer? You know, the you get hazed, right? And then you haze the person behind you. How would you stop it? Sounds like he did it a very courageous way, a very, I'm not going to, yell at everybody to stop hazing if i don't haze further then it won't it won't occur he, he, i mean i would just try to figure out a way to not get hazed myself instead of just that's not how, okay it's clearly you've never been hazed because that's not <laughs> how hazing works hey why don't you uh, just figure out how not to get hazed anymore i'm just saying you go to administration try to make it an <laughs> issue yeah hmm. okay yeah michael any thoughts on my uh coach here i think that's a solid pick i was looking at him as well cameron I, I would have preferred Grant. He would have been my number one uh, general, but uh, he's not coaching. So now I actually think I do have the best, uh, the best coach. I was trying to think of who was responsible for storming through the South, and it was Sherman. Sherman. And I was like, oh, he wasn't president. Yeah. So yeah. that's who I was wanting. <laughs> for- Good old William Tecumseh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's hope this uh, round robin tournament isn't in Atlanta. All right, Cameron, why don't, why don't you round out your team with your <laughs> I'm having trouble, man. pitch player here? We're going to pause again, five-minute break. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Oh, boy. Not good, guys. Not good. <laughs> Not a lot of options left. Again, William uh, Henry Harrison still <laughs> available. He starts the game with a cold. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um all right. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with old James K. Polk. Good old James K. Don't know why. Guy's 49 years old. Uh, wait a minute. Was he a general or is that Fillmore? One of them was a general. Or was it just um, Was it just Johnson who was a general? Jackson. I mean. I don't remember. I think I don't Polk think has Polk military experience. I think he was in the military. I don't okay. think he was a general. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, Polk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with James K. Polk. Yep. He's 40. He's, he's sub 50. He's sub 50. Um, and I believe he has some military experience. So he's, he's good with taking orders. Taking he was directions. a Colonel. He was a Colonel. All right. So taking orders, taking directions, um, implementing a plan, taking somebody's plan, being a part of a team. I think anybody with military experience is going to be pretty good in this scenario. Uh, you know, I would have loved to probably take somebody like George HW, but way too old when he was elected. Um, and a lot of other modern presidents who were just way too old, even though they had uh, sports, athletic, and military experience. So I'm going to go with James K. Polk. All right. Yep. Five foot eight. James K. Polk. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to sub in for Jimmy. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so I, I, I had him on my list, um, sort, sort of. It, it, he, I just wrote down his name because he was sub 50. Um, and then I found a, so I found a slate article that tied presidents to NBA players. Um, and then they had a, uh, like a little one, uh, sentence or a couple word blurb about why they paired him with that NBA player. I don't remember who Polk was paired with. I read um, that article. They had him with, uh, LeBron James. Uh, that, that was not it. (laughs) Um, but they, their reasoning for it was because he, oh, here he was with, um, he was with Elgin Baylor. Oh, um, so good. And their description was just, don't remember him. You should. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So 
James K. Polk will be my uh, my sub. All right, guys. Uh, Mike, go ahead and finish, finish your team off here with your coach. Yes. So I've got my players. i got my sub. So now I need somebody to lead them in this game of basketball. You've taken a general. Paul took a weasel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with someone who is one of our best leaders. In dire straits, he helped turn the ship around. Uh, he helped us get out of the Great Depression through some very creative means. I'm going with FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, for my coach. He's going to be able to lead my players, and if things get bad, he's going to be able to create some new deals uh, that will help us win. Paul? Right. Uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, not the world's biggest fdr fan um i think the uh uh internment camps might show a little uh poor judgment and that, that would definitely hasty, uh, hasty yeah. judgment uh there on that part uh yeah i'm with paul here uh not an easy pick but uh not a bad pick uh fdr you're right navigated uh what you could conceive would be poor seasons for your basketball team, the great depression, right? Weathered it. Um, then, you know, world war two led us almost to the end of that. Uh, surely would have been to the end of that. Um, if he had not uh, died. So, and you're right, he's not a player. So we don't have to talk about his health concerns. Um, would have been interesting though. You get them in their health concerns uh, at the time. Do you get them at the public the public health concerns, <laughs> you know, uh, or the true <laughs> health concerns? Because as far as I can tell, he's a he's 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 in great shape. Yep. So not a, not a bad pick. Good leader. Was, is he gonna is he gonna lobby to like add some extra refs to the that, court? That, I was the trying to come up with bad, is he, some bad calls. Is he gonna try packing. and pack the pack the court with uh, an extra man, a sixth man, a fifth, a third, fourth man, whatever? Um, He's gonna make sure everybody's got a job. You know, uh, what was his slogan? Uh, a, a, a chicken in a chicken each, in every pot. pot, and two cars in every garage. So a a, a ball in each goal and two hard fouls for each trip down the lane is uh, he also not the one that said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself that is him okay good locker room speech um that's that's great that's what i need my my men need to hear going out on the court you know um so all right paul well, especially when they're facing well, lincoln I, say, I look i look forward to them being concerned about fear when they should be being concerned about my team's offensive rebounding potential <laughs> Especially with, with Teddy throwing up all those bricks. You know. <laughs> okay, so but, but Teddy, again, is going to charge in like a bull moose. So I don't care if Lanky Lincoln has long arms. <laughs> Lanky Lincoln. Teddy's like TR, a... TR is going to box out. He's Teddy's not going like to have a, a chance. He's like an unskilled Charles Barkley. Is what I imagine <laughs> Charles is going to... Yeah, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt is going to back him out. All right, so I... I had a couple of people I was considering. Um, uh, Bush was on my list of, of potential maybe picks for a bench player because of the, that speed. Um, so I, I had considered him because I thought that would be a good counter to uh, some, some of Michael's speed. 
Um, I, I, I could take H.W. Bush to, to form a little deep rivalry with Michael's team here. <laughs> get some, which, you know, uh, uh, Cameron, as you pointed out, he was 64 when he became um, president. Unless you count his brief stint uh, when Reagan was in surgery. He was president for eight hours during uh, uh, the Reagan presidency. And part of that eight hours he spent playing tennis. So, you know. Is that why the the Secretary of State or whoever it was immediately like declared he was in charge? Yeah. Because George H.W. was trying to, trying to settle, a, playing trying some to settle a, a deuce or something. All right, but I, I think I'm going to go. Um, so, right, I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I sort of put Jimmy in like the um, the good team building chemistry off the bench uh, for you, Cameron. So I think I'm going to go with someone who can make sure that everyone is working together. Um, also has the has the age factor. So I'm getting someone at at 49 who is sub 50. There's not a lot of sub sub fifty year old presidents left. One of the two, one of the ones left being Franklin Pierce, who again, I cannot pair with Abraham Lincoln. Uh, so coming in at six feet tall, I'm going to take James Garfield for my bench player. So some some things in in Garfield's favor. Uh, he was a teacher, um, so he was a traveling teacher for a long time before becoming president. Um, and apparently uh, was very good at it and very well read, but just decided to stop it because he didn't like how much he had to move as a teacher and he wanted to stay, stay in one spot. Um, but you have, also you have to move a lot as a teacher. So you've got a, well, you're, his, you're picking a sedentary player. Is that what so he, well, no, he, he, no, he likes to own the court, right? He just doesn't want to be going to <laughs> other courts. Um, but also I, I think the, the thing most in his favor um, elected president while not even running for president, right? So he uh, comes into a contested uh, presidential election and runs the the front porch campaign uh, where he uh, sold himself as the unity pick um, to become president when there was not a, a clear uh, a presidential um, front runner. Clearly, he is very astute at relationship building and um, getting everyone onto the same page. And so I'm hoping he's going to bring that, uh, bring that to the bench, uh, bring that to my team, and also bring a little bit of that youthful 49-year-old vigor. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an outrageous statement unless you're talking about a group of U.S. presidents because we love to elect old white men. Yeah, next we need so, next we need to make a, a basketball draft for popes. <laughs> See how far we can get. Yeah, so you're saying this guy's 49? I guess pictures just don't do people justice from back then. Hold, he, he just looked hold old. On. You know? He, um, was he assassinated? Yeah, he was killed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Yes, but not so. on an inauguration day, so. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> made it. Uh, and what was it, eight months into the presidency? So not a lot accomplished, right? Not a lot of a, actually a lot of got a lot, a lot really? done. Um, he he, I think it was Garfield that like figured out there was a big postal service like scandal yes, and it cleared was. out the postal service. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's is that what got him killed? <laughs> yeah, that was the beginning of the postal <laughs> worker going crazy. Um, oh, I just meant uh, conspiracy <laughs> here. That's what I was talking. Uh, well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say other than I don't think this guy's going to play basketball. But uh, who knows, man? 
Uh, I'm looking at his beard, and my goodness, he yeah, he looks like he's 65. He'll, he'll fit in at that rate, right? With the Harden, you know, uh, he'll 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 have the beard. Yeah, he, he fits in with your your other players, Paul. I'll say that. He can sell some <laughs> fear the beard T-shirts. Yeah, it, you know the the last pick. There's some some slim pickings, but that's also why I saved my sub for. The, and that's that's what I gotta say about my coach. So the comment about his his uh, poor decisions. Yeah, I feel like there aren't too many great leaders left <laughs> out of these presidents that we've got that hadn't made some serious it, snafus. If I hadn't gotten uh, LBJ earlier, I I wanted to make sure I got a player who would. Uh, be a little dirty on the court so i was i had warren harding on on the list for bench player <laughs> no, was it, dome scandal yeah wasn't was it harding who was kind of just a he kind of got elected or selected because he just looked seemed he seemed presidential am i thinking of the right guy uh, maybe but Is i know a Ohio? lot of i thought somebody was yeah. like oh this guy seems super presidential and then he ended up like not being very presidential yeah a lot of the big you know famously one of the harding is one of the more like scandal filled presidencies he's always at the bottom of the list of rankings but uh i think a lot of his scandals were just him not paying attention and mm. the people in his administration just did stuff yeah, maybe that was it. He was just kind of yeah. uh, like I, I've I've heard that he was a bit of a, an empty suit. Yeah, no, I, I I had thought about taking him just to joke about the Teapot Dome scandal, but hmm. uh, I think I think Garfield's got the the good team building uh, uh, potential. Yeah, and he's going to be bringing the lasagna, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what my smokers need is post game lasagnas. <laughs> pretty good right uh, now, but. Uh... Okay, so let's recap our top five picks here. All right. We got three players, a sub, and a coach. So uh, Cameron's team here, um, our star player, Barack Obama, hitting the threes from the outside, driving when he needs to, all-around good basketball player. Uh, Dishing out the rock will be Jimmy Carter. Uh, He'll be handling the point. He's played basketball before on his high school basketball team, so he knows what to do and how to do it. In the high post, uh, a lean six foot two Thomas Jefferson. Uh, great health for his age uh, at the presidency. I believe he was 57. Super healthy, super athletic, ran every day. Um, he is going to be our lean power forward. Our sub will be James K. Polk. He is under the age of 50. And it has a military career, so he'll know how to take plans, implement plans, uh, gel with our team uh, as, a, as a member. Coached by none other than Dwight D. Eisenhower, architect and implementer of the Western Theater of World War II for the United States, esteemed general, uh, later president. Uh, he'll be able to lay out a plan, give it to the guys, a couple of inspiring words, and then set them to work, making adjustments as needed. Cameron's team. All right. Michael's team consists of a lot of youthful presidents here. I've got JFK, Teddy Roosevelt, Bill Clinton, and George W. Bush. So they're going to be able to run circles around people on the court. They're much fitter than some of the other presidents. Bill Clinton, six foot two, JFK, six one. Bush was uh, six foot. So they're not not short by any means. 
um, they're going to be able to actually get some rebounds, especially with uh, Teddy Roosevelt boxing people out on the court. Now, he's the when shortest Michael's, on my team, when but says, he's sturdy. When Michael says boxing, I think he means like <laughs> fighting, fighting somebody. I mean, he was studying judo and jujitsu, so he'll be he'll be using your own momentum against you. And uh, coaching them from the sidelines here, we've got uh, FDR, and he's going to be able to be creative, come up with some new deals on the fly to keep my players in the game. And then uh, I have got the height needed for this three-on-three basketball tournament. So I have got Abraham Lincoln uh, filling the the kind of Matumbo role with the wingspan blocking everything in the paint. Lyndon Johnson being the Charles Barkley of the team, just bruising people, throwing elbows down there, pushing people out of the way, boxing out. Uh, then am I uh, uh, handling the ball right? I've got Ulysses S. Grant already got a good rapport with Abe here, so already got some <laughs> good, good team that's a unity. Good pull going on a master tactician he's going to be able to get everyone in the position they need to be on the court and then coaching everyone i have got uh the the president most dedicated to tape review so again he's going to be spending a lot of time in the tape room breaking down enemy tactics other team tactics here to make sure we make it to the end of the tournament you know what uh, he might be a little underhanded, but he's going to get the job done. Tricky Dick Nixon coming in at coach. And then as my sub, uh, you know, the uh, smoothing the edges of, of Nixon here, we've got the uh, much more uh, beloved James Garfield. <laughs> Any, anything to say <laughs> about James Garfield? <laughs> Uh, brings right again, uh, wasn't even trying to be president, became president because he's that good at networking, bringing people together. And, and if there's any rifts in the locker room, this guy is going to have it locked down everyone back on the same page in no time. Well, they have it. That's the draft. Uh, you can go vote at what's on draft pod. Uh, on our Twitter page uh, or the What's on Draft Draft Room Facebook page. So make sure you go there to draft which team you think did better. Guys, do you have any alternates? Anybody you left on the table that worth mentioning? I had considered Calvin Coolidge merely because he's known as Silent Cal. Thought he could be real stealthy on the court. Real bad at communicating on defense. (laughs) (laughs) He he never calls out those switches. Have you noticed that? (laughs) He just lets them go right by him. Um, the, on, the only one that I uh, gave any consideration to was um, uh, potentially Gerald Ford, uh, arguably in his youth, prob- maybe the best athlete that's been president. So he mm-hmm. was on two national championship winning teams and had the opportunity to go pro in football, but just elected not to. But by the time he was president, he was um, 61. Yeah. And uh, I think the morale would be pretty low after the Chevy Chase SNL impressions. So, you know, right. not too uh, up to, up to um, uh, not feeling too good about his abilities at that point. I was just going to say George H.W. Bush and uh, Ronald Reagan were also on that list that we looked at from USA Today of, of really athletic presidents. But again, they kind of, aged out of yeah see they, they titled they titled the article wrong they were saying really athletic people who became president 
I, I wanted to know yeah. who were athletic presidents, who were presidents right. who were athletic. Um, Paul, when you said Gerald Ford, I was trying to think of a joke. There was something like he would say there's not a guy in the paint when, <laughs> when you come around a screen, but then there is a guy, like in reference to there isn't a Soviet presence in Eastern Europe or something like that. I don't know. That was the best I could come up with. Would have been potentially useful at getting uh, Nixon out of trouble if anything went down to. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Why has... wasn't that your? Yeah, why right? wasn't that your sub, Ball? <laughs> He's there that to been your sub. To provide an alibi or something. I hear you. Yeah. So I I don't have any alternates, but I in my head I was like, who would be the worst person to pick? And uh, I was thinking on a physical level, probably like Grover Cleveland or Taft. They're pretty hefty guys. And then from a team chemistry, uh, if somebody would not be able to bring the locker room together, it would be James Buchanan. So uh, the great um, onbringer of the Civil War. So he would have been my uh, last pick if we had to draft all 45. I I also, uh, I I mean, I guess I gave brief consideration to uh, Jackson, but just don't like the guy. So I didn't want him on the I mean, you know, as even as uh, obviously have some presidents on all of our teams who have uh, not had the finest hours, but uh, he, he had some some of the lowest. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty bad. Okay, I think uh, that's it. Uh, Paul, can you let everybody know where we're located on social media again? Yeah, so it is at What's on Draft Pod on both Facebook and Instagram, or the What's on Draft Draft Room on. Facebook. So you'll see polls up on Facebook or Twitter. And on Facebook, you can also have some conversations about what your favorite picks were, uh, alternates you think we should have considered, anything like that. Um, And I'll also give a shout out. You enjoyed the episode. Uh, The most helpful thing you can do for us is to give us that five-star rating. So if you have an iPhone, you just click on the purple podcast app. You can five-star the podcast. Uh, same thing anywhere else you are listening to your podcast so that helps us navigate the uh, algorithm and get potentially out there to more listeners so if you could do that we would appreciate it awesome guys i think that's it thank you all for listening this has been another episode of what's on draft Abe lincoln gonna dunk on everyone (laughs) 